when you feel depleted, when you feel worn out, when you feel like you can't make it, man, begin to rejoice because now you're depending on the grace of God. for faith when life gets hard part three praise god well thank you for joining brothers of the word because brother you need the word we welcome all of you joining us by television and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or social media Welcome to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. We appreciate you and always delighted to have you. I would like to share just a little humor. A woman goes to the doctor worried about her husband's temper. And the doctor asks, what's the problem? The woman says, doctor... I don't know what to do. Every day my husband seems to lose his temper for no reason, and it scares me. The doctor says, I have a cure for that. When it seems that your husband is getting angry, just take a glass of water and start swishing it in your mouth. Just swish and swish and don't swallow until he either leaves the room or calms down. Two weeks later, the woman comes back to the doctor looking fresh and reborn. The woman says, doctor, that was a brilliant idea. Every time my husband started losing it, I swished with water. I swished and swished and he calmed right down. How does a glass of water do that? The doctor said, the water itself does nothing. It's keeping your mouth closed that does the trick. (laughs) Clayton, don't laugh too loud now. (laughs) For some reason, I've been picking on the women the last couple of weeks, so don't worry, we'll get the men soon. (laughs) I'm just letting the men have a little fun for a little while. (laughs) And the men said... Amen. (laughs) Ladies, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Well, we've been doing a little series entitled Faith. Faith when life gets hard. Faith when life gets hard. Faith when life gets hard. This is part three. Faith when life gets hard. Life can have challenges. Life has its ups and downs. Life can surprise us. Sometimes life can feel like it's one thing after another, one challenge after another, one blow after another. And life can get hard sometimes. And sometimes there's discouragement, disappointment, and exhaustion. And it's those times that sometimes we're very fragile. And so we're talking about faith when life gets hard, looking at difficulties and trouble from God's perspective, from the Bible's perspective. And so we've just been having fun. We've been taking a text over in the book of Romans, chapter 5. And so we just kind of teach down through this. 
And then eventually I want to share, we won't get to it today, but I do want to share some accounts of some Bible characters that went through some difficult situations when life got hard in their life and so we can study and glean from them to see how they handle the challenges of life. And there's a, a wealth of, of information and wealth of wisdom and insight to help us in today's time. And so we'll get to some of that. But in the book of Romans chapter 5, we've been just using as a text here, Romans chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Then in verse 3, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. We glory in tribulations also. And so we begin to get a biblical view of, of tribulation, which, which means let me give you a definition of, of tribulation. Tribulation means, um, in, the, in the Greek, it's actually the word thalipsis, thalipsis. And it means pressure, means oppression, means stress, means anguish, adversity, affliction. It means crushing, squashing, squeezing means distress, means putting a lot of pressure on that which is free and unfettered. It also, the word describes the crushing of grapes or olives in a press. That's tribulation. That's tribulation. So isn't that interesting that the anointing is the crushing of olives. That's where you get the olive oil from. And so it's through that pressure, it's through that pressure that the anointing is released. And you'll never know through the affliction and the trials that you go through in life how God uses it to produce an anointing in your life that no other means could have produced. And so there is something that is powerful that is released. And so that's why Paul says we glory in tribulations because Paul was looking at it from God's point of view. Paul had a revelation of the struggles and the challenges of life and the trials of life. And he began to rejoice in them because he's looking at them from God's viewpoint. So there are times he said, we're pressed on every side. See, that's trouble. No matter which way we turn, we're pressed on every side. But he understood that that was pressing the anointing out of him. That was bringing the power of God out of him. That was doing something in his life. And so trouble gives us a chance to grow, gives us a chance to develop, gives us a chance to learn, gives us a chance to see what's in you. You get an opportunity to see God's faithfulness. You get a chance to purge some things from your life. You get an opportunity to become better. You become better. 
You can become bitter or you can become better. But trouble gives us an opportunity to become better. And so hard times are there not to destroy us, but they are actually to mature us, to strengthen us, to settle us. When you get into challenges in life, when you get into trouble and hard places in life, we depend on the grace of God. We depend on God's grace. That was one of the keys that the Lord taught the Apostle Paul. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. Now, I want you to notice this. God wouldn't deliver him from the affliction. God simply said, my grace is sufficient for you. And so if God doesn't deliver us from it, God empowers us to be able to go through it. And so it's the power of God. It's the power of God that comes on us. And it enables us, it empowers us to be able to go through it. And so if God doesn't deliver you from it, he empowers you to go through it. Sometimes God won't deliver you from the fire, but he will make you fireproof. And so this is what's happening here. And so that's what God was doing. He said, he said Paul, I'm going to make you fireproof. I'm going to let you go through it, but my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is not going to allow you to fail. It's not going to allow you to give up. It's not going to allow you to quit. My grace, notice this. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the power of the Holy Spirit coming on our lives to help us, man, to carry us through, to strengthen us. You'll see some people go through some things and you won't know how in the world they're able to make it. How are they able to hold up after that? Well, because they enter a grace, that's how. It's the power of God that exceeds our human natural ability. And it's the power of God that carries them through. It's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. So if he doesn't deliver you from it, he empowers you to go through it. He empowers you. He enables you. He himself sits on top of you to strengthen you to settle you, to carry you through it, to empower you through it. And so we depend on God's grace. He graces us. Grace is God's power on us. Grace is God's power on us. It's his enabling power. His enabling power. Listen to what 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 says, For my strength, this is what God told Paul, he says, For my strength, is made perfect in your weakness. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. So the power of God becomes more active and operative and it becomes more useful and present when you can't in and of yourself. When you're out of strength, when you can't make it, that's when the power of God, that's the grace, that's the grace of God that carries you through, that enables you to go through it. I love that. I've seen some people, you know, and I said, man, that's the grace of God on them to be able to go through what they're going through and to still have their sanity. That's the grace of God on them with all that they've gone through. It's the grace of God. And so you begin to see that grace. You begin to see the power of God. And so Paul got so used to it. Listen to what he said. He said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, my weaknesses, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He understood that when I'm weak, he is strong. 
When I am weak in and of myself, he is strong in me. He is strong in me. He is strong in me. When I am weak, he is strong. That's a grace. That's a grace of God that empowers us, that carries us, that enables us. And you're not walking in your own power. You're not walking in your own strength. You're not walking in your own ability. You're walking in the grace of God. You're walking in his power. You're walking in his power. You're walking in his glory. I'd rather rejoice when I'm weak because then am I strong because he's strong in me. I'd rather rejoice in my infirmities so that the power of Christ will rest on me. Power of Christ rests on me. Praise God. Man, I love that. Doesn't that get you excited? That's why he said we rejoice in our tribulation. We rejoice in our tribulation. We rejoice in our tribulation. He was enjoying the power of God coming on his life. The power of God enabling him when he couldn't do it on his own. The power of God would come on him. The power of God would come on him. Paul was literally stoned and left for dead. The power of God would raise him up. The next day he'd be in another city preaching. That's the grace of God that was on his life. That's the grace of God that was on his life. And so I just love that. So that's the power of God that comes on us. That's the power of God that comes on us. Praise God. How many of you can use a dose of that grace? A dose of that grace. 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 I love it, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. When you're dealing with infirmity in your body, when you're weak, when you, when the doctors can tell you that you, you won't be able to do that in a longer, but they don't know about that grace. They don't know about that grace. They don't know about that power of the power of God that comes on you in your weakness. They don't know about the power of God that comes on you in your weakness when you're not able in and of yourself. I glory in my affirmatives that the power of Christ may rest on me. That the power of Christ, that way you would know it's not your doing. You would know it's not you. You would know it's not in and of yourself. But this is the grace of God. This is the goodness of God and the love of God that's on your life. I love that. So, so we rejoice in our tribulations. Verse 10, that same chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10 says, Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. Notice this. I take pleasure in infirmities in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Then am I strong. Because at that time, he's relying on the grace of God. He's looking to Christ Jesus. He's looking to Christ Jesus. There's a scripture, Philippians, Philippians, what is it, 2.13? I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Notice that. I can do all things through Christ. It actually doesn't say who strengthens me. It says which strengtheneth me. It's talking about the anointing. It's talking about the power of God. One translation says, I can do all things through Christ because he's infusing inner strength into me. He's infusing inner strength. That's the power of God. That's the anointing. And so that's what Paul was experiencing. That's what we experience in our lives. And so when you feel depleted, when you feel worn out, when you feel like you can't make it, you feel sick, you just can't take it, man, begin to rejoice because now you're depending on the grace of God. You say to yourself, Father, thank you that you're infusing inner strength in me right now. 
Jesus, thank you that you're infusing inner strength in me right now. Thank you, Lord, that when I'm weak, then am I strong because your power is now resting on me. Your power is now resting on me. Your power is resting on me. And so we rejoice in that. Praise God. I'd rather go in the power of Christ than in my own strength. I'd rather go in the power of Christ. I'd rather go in the power of Christ than my own strength. I love that. The power of God is at work. Say that with me. The power of God is at work in me. The power of God is at work in me. I read a verse several months ago, and it kind of jumped out at me. I think it was right around Easter time, but it says, we live by the power of God. We live by the power of God. A lot of Christians don't realize that. We've been trying to live in our own strength. We've been trying to live in our own little menial, you know, little power we have, little strength we have, our own little effort, and our own little abilities. All along, God's saying, my people live by my power. You have something greater than just the natural. You have something greater than what you feel like. You have something greater than the natural course of things. As people of God, as children of God, we live by the power of God. We live by the power of God. Say that with me. I live by the power of God. 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 Somebody try to tell you you're about to die? No, say, I live by the power of God. I live by the power of God. I live by the power of God. Praise God. I live by the power of God. I live by the power of God. Woo, glory. That's good, man. That's good stuff. I live by the power of God. I live by the power of God. And so we rejoice in infirmities, afflictions, trouble, and all of these challenges. We rejoice in them because we understand the power of God's at work in us. We get to see new grace. We get to see new provisions of God. And we can joy in it. We can have joy in it because, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but we can have joy in it. Because he loves us, because he loves us. So when life gets hard, you can rejoice in the hardness because he loves you. Because he loves you. Even when life is hard, he still loves you. He doesn't stop loving you just because things get tough. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you even the more so then. He loves you even the more so. So we can rejoice because he loves us. We can rejoice because he's forgiven us. We can rejoice because we are righteous. If you've made Christ Jesus your Lord and Savior and you believe on him, you can rejoice in challenges because you're righteous, you've been forgiven, because you are his very own. Man, you can rejoice. You can rejoice. God's not angry at you any longer. He's not angry at you because of Jesus. He's not angry at you any longer. I said he's not angry at you any longer because of Jesus, because of Jesus. Jesus on, the, on Calvary's cross, he consumed all the wrath of God. He took our place, so that wrath was intended for us, but Jesus stepped in and consumed all the wrath of God. And so God swore over in Isaiah 54, he said, I'll never be angry at you again. And it was foreshadowing the day when Jesus himself would consume all the wrath of God. So we've been saved from wrath. If you've made Jesus your Lord and Savior, God's no longer angry at you. 
Listen, you can see it here. You can see it here. Look at this. You can see it in the Christmas story. At the announcement of Jesus' birth, when the angels burst on the scene in the heavens, in the sky, Notice what they said, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill toward man. The angels were already counting the blood of Jesus. They were already counting sins forgiven. He was just being born, but they were counting it as if he had already been crucified because they understood what was coming. And so they were saying in the birth, your Savior's been born and he's going to die, and as a result... He's going to take all the wrath of God that should be toward man. It's going to be consumed on Christ. Therefore, peace on earth. Good will toward man. God's no longer angry at you. God's no longer angry at you. Listen to this. Here's another one. Here's another one. This is over in 2 Corinthians maybe 5. This is another one. It says, God was personally present. This is talking about when Jesus came, when Jesus came. God was personally present in Christ. God was personally present in Christ, restoring the world to favor with himself. Then it goes on to say, not counting up or adding up their sins, but forgiving them. Counseling them. He counts. God was personally present in Christ, restoring the world to favor with himself. Not adding up their sins or counting up their sins, but counseling them. We've been restored because of Christ Jesus, because of our faith in Christ Jesus and the wonderful gift of God through Christ Jesus and we believe on him. You've been restored to favor with God. God's not angry at you anymore. He's not counting up your sins. He's canceled your sins in Christ. He's canceled your sins in Christ. You've been restored to favor with God. So that type of believing and understanding, that's what gives you joy in the middle of your challenges. In the middle of your challenges, you can say, look, I'm forgiven. Look, God loves me. Look, I have favor with God. Look, I'm a child of God. This is what takes me through life's challenges. That's what takes me through the daily challenges of life. You can't steal that joy from me. I know my sins are forgiven. I know he's not angry with me any longer. Oh, man, I know I've been restored to favor with him. That's what, that's a joy. That's how I can joy in my challenges. Oh, man. So this is what Paul was revealing. This is what he was revealing to us. This is why we can take joy in our challenges. That's why we can take joy in tribulation. That's why we can rejoice in trouble. Oh, man. Isn't that exciting? That's exciting. And on top of all of that, the very power of Christ rests on me. For when I'm weak, then I'm not strong. Oh, man. So now you can see why the power of Christ rests on you. Because you give up of yourself, now you receive the grace of God. 
you receive the grace of God that I'm forgiven, that I'm loved, that I'm in favor with him. He's taking care of me. He's in me, with me, for me. He's not angry at me. He'll never be angry at me again. He swore it. He said, this is as the waters of Noah, just as I'll never destroy the earth again by water. I'll never be angry at you again. Oh, man. That's what gives us cause to rejoice. That's what gives us cause to rejoice. That's what gives us cause to rejoice. A lot of people don't realize that. That's in Isaiah 54. This is as the waters of Noah to God. God made a covenant. Next time you see a rainbow, that rainbow not only signifies that God won't destroy the earth by water again, it also signifies the promise God made, the covenant God made, that I'll never be angry at you again. So next time you see a rainbow, don't just think about the fact that God promised he'll never destroy the earth by water. Think of also the fact God will never be angry at me again because of Jesus. Jesus took all the anger of God. Whoo, man, I'm about to just shout off and I'm just about to run up here. <laughs> man, this is what gets you going when you're facing trouble, when you're facing challenges. This is what you renew your mind to. This is what you renew your mind to. And that's why we're joyful. Oh, man, I'm out of time. I'm looking up here at the clock and I'm out of time. Man, where does time go when you're having fun? Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. But anyway, we have peace with God through Christ. We have peace with God through Christ. That's what it opened up with in, in Romans 5. We have peace with God through Christ. So when you understand all of these things, you can understand why you can glory in tribulation. You have glory in tribulation. You have glory in tribulation. That's what Paul called these little light afflictions. Don't compare to the glory of God that's revealed in me. He don't even compare it, not even worthy to be in the same breath. This little, little stuff down here on this earth, man, it's not worthy to be compared with the glory, with the power of Christ resting on me, with the glory of God, the fact that God has forgiven me and loves me and never be angry with me and I've been restored to favor with him. These little light of fiction don't even compare to that. And so we have peace with God. This peace that we have with God is not merely a ceasing of anger, but there is friendship and loving kindness. We've been restored to favor with him. There's friendship. There's loving kindness. We've been restored to favor with him. So we rejoice in our trouble and in our tribulations because he is with us. Because he is in us, because we are in him, because he gives us the ability to overcome, we're overcomers, we're more than conquerors through, listen to this, we're more than conquerors through him that loves us. It's giving you clues all over. We're more than conquerors through him. That loves us. It's given us clues all along. He always causes us to triumph in Christ. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Oh, man. 
Praise God. I'm going to stop right there, but we'll pick up next time. Man, we're just having fun. We're having fun. So come out and have fun with us next time. Come out and have fun with us next time. Those of you who are watching by television, I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this entire series absolutely free of charge. You can also email it to a friend. Faith when life gets hard. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Stand to your feet. We're out of time. Stand to your feet. We're out of time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. I say you're more than conquerors through him that loves you. I say you're more than conquerors through him who loves you. You're more than conquerors through him that loves you. Praise God. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for just letting us have fun. Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for your grace, your goodness, your love to us. Thank you, Father. Thank you for faith when life gets hard. We love you and praise you, Lord. Thank you for everybody who's here. Bless them in a special way. Thank you, Lord, that they're more than conquerors through you who loves them. And I just ask you to use them in a powerful way. Let them share your grace and your glory and your goodness. Let your light shine on them, Lord. Let them do good now out in the world through the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Let every heart say amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part three of the series titled Faith. When Life Gets Hard by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7997. That's 7997. To listen to thousands of free messages, or to send this message number 7997 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you, and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often, because brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers of the word.